This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You're always scum. Rebel scum. James, I was going to save this for the news, but it's too delicious. It's not really something that like just came out. I think it's been around for a bit. But there is a story about Hondo having a Porg friend. <laughs> yeah, that's a comic. Apparently it came out. It was like these like, like junior books that came out when uh, um, Galaxy's Edge came out at Disney World. Just sort of go along with it. And, you know, Hondo is like a part of that, that world now. And apparently they had a, po- a bunch of books. And it's like Hondo uh, apparently interacting with Chewbacca during like The Last Jedi era. And he's like, I need to borrow the the Millennium Falcon, right? Some whatever. And like he's he's being chased by some other bounty hunter or whatever. And like Hondo's telling him these stories. And apparently the, the third story is about him and this porg <laughs> that he meets when he borrows the Millennium Falcon. I got it right here. The porg is named Puffy the Porg in the story Attack of the Porgs. Um, Hondo finagles a deal where he can borrow the Falcon for a time. During his repairs, Hondo encounters the Porgs who have settled on the ship. One Porg in particular continuously steals food from Hondo, including Puff Cubes, which lead Hondo to giving him the name Puffy. During his time with the Falcon, Hondo is captured by another pirate, Trunk Adermush. Hondo uses food cubes as an incentive to get Puffy to press the correct buttons to free him. After Puffy succeeds, the Porgs continue to aid Hondo in his escape. While their methods are not the cleanest, Hondo basically weaponizes their excrement. The Porgs do succeed in fending off Trunk long enough for them to escape with Hondo on the Falcon. Uh, and then uh, Star Wars is in Star Wars Adventures Flight of the Falcon. Standalone issue of the Star Wars Adventures comic series confirmed that Puffy does exist. Hondo's fondness for puppies <laughs> clear throughout the issue. And Hondo proclaims that Puffy is his lucky charm. Thus, Puffy the Poor became uh, becomes a pirate, even if the circumstances lead to his new life might be slightly embellished. That's a thing. Okay, so <laughs> we need to, we need to t- we need to talk about this for for a minute because I think this is actually an old story, but it's one that we've clearly never read because we're fake fans. Hashtag fake fan. Yeah, hashtag fake fan. What I'm I, so we we talked about this like the last three weeks because we we both love Hondo, not as much as as our good friend Dan Allen who does, but but we both love Hondo. And we were like, is he alive after the sequel trilogy? And clearly he is because the Porgs aren't on the ship until after. So Hondo is alive and well. And uh, this is exciting news because the Hondo. So I don't know if you know this, but Hondo will be played by Brie Larson in the Kathleen Kennedy directed film. (laughs) Hondo and and RJ. That's Ryan Johnson. Hondo and Ryan Johnson's magic ride. It's going to be phenomenal. I that's I but that's cool because that like he Hondo's at is at Galaxy's Edge and now people who don't know Hondo are there and and that's why I think yeah. 
I really think it's crucial for him to appear in the Mandalorian. I know Bad Batch I would love, but in like the Mandalorian or Book of Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett would be really fun to see Hondo in there. But I think it's almost crucial to get him in one of these things because he is it, it, it brings him to the next step of, of Star Wars fandom where people will go there and be like, I don't know who that is because they don't watch Clone Wars or Rebels. But now you put him in live action, people are like, oh, that's that guy from the Mandalorian show. I'm excited. Boom. Boom. Podcast. I'm Brock. This is. Ignoring you, James. Boom. Episode, what is this? 220? 220. 220. We should have a big. That's our birthday week. We should have like a big big party for the triple twos is our triple twos big in star wars they are right that's a sabacc win i think i just made that up i don't know are there even numbers in some <laughs> i've never played sabacc i don't live in a galaxy far far away i barely play what's the one that that you that you guys play bridge no is it bridge euchre euchre yeah. i don't know what euchre yeah, is guy. full disclosure i only know how to play uh scopa and briscola that's the only two games and cards i know how to use a different deck completely i didn't grow up playing <laughs> playing playing cards except for like go fish and crazy Eights. i don't know how to do anything else with playing cards <laughs> i just learned poker <laughs> i'm not even joking. this we did i didn't i didn't grow up playing this i grew up playing the other games and uh so you guys oh, are like I let's can't play even the whole deck of cards like the amount of like euchre playing that goes on in my family couldn't shuffle cards if it like <laughs> we should have a life, shuffle up i remember on new year's <laughs> eve a few years ago you got you we were at I think my sister-in-law's and you guys all played Euchre and you're like, sit down. I was like, I don't know where we're starting. And Aaron said it's the exact same as one of the games that I played, but I just couldn't comprehend it. And uh, you guys all seem to really enjoy it. And that's that's what counts. It's fun, but it is hard. And it's just like, it's it's not fun if you play with people that are good at it because they like can do the odds of what yeah. is in the hand <laughs> without seeing half the hands. It's just like, this isn't fun anymore. Yeah, I tend uh, not yeah. to play card games. Yeah, and card games are a thing of the past. And this is the card game podcast. Are they a thing of the past? Well, I guess you can't touch it. That's how do we get up? I don't. But um, oh, Sabak, Hondo. Going back to two twenty. Yeah, that's right. I think episode two two seven should be a two two seven Star Wars crossover. The show two two seven. I will dress like Jack A. (laughs) We'll do it on a stoop. You'll t- you'll sit on the stoop and I'll hang out the window and talk. <laughs> what, what I'm I'm what's a two two seven? Two two seven is a show from like the eighties. It's okay. like these people live in an apartment building called two two seven. I'm gonna Google it because I'm I'm in I'm in. Can I wear oh, a yeah. windbreaker? Uh, no, I don't think that. that maybe it's seventies. I can't remember. Uh, but I watched. Do you know the the actress Jack A? That was like her big claim to fame before being like the mom on Sister Sister. Okay, sure. Hmm. <laughs> no, I do. I You've do. You've probably seen it in pop culture because it's like the like the running thing is like the women of the apartment or just people in the apartment. But like the main cast was mostly women. Like the wives are tenants, the female tenants, and that would meet and talk outside the building. So they would sit on the stoop, and then I think the older one two two seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we I are know. dating ourselves. I know this show. Nineteen eighty-five to ninety. Okay, yeah. Seventies seem to Regina too King. But I don't know if 
Yeah, that, yeah, Regina King. That's right. That was like her one of her first roles. She's like the daughter. Mm-hmm. That's how old. Yeah, I know. I know. I know this show. Yeah. Not well, clearly. On CFMT. <laughs> That's uh, I believe yeah. that CFMT was Channel Forty Seven came before I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one listen. No, there's no Canadians from Ontario listening to this show right now. They don't know what we're talking. Oh, about. Oh, absolutely. It's it's not even like. That's not a Canadian thing. That's a regional thing. I know. That's like, it's like you got to be zeroed into like that. I had a UHF TV and I used to go channel 47. And then, yeah. And then when I had cable, I would use the other one to go to four. It was a lot easier to go to four than 47. Those dials, man, the amount of numbers on those dials. That was a wood paneled television, 13 inch TV from Eaton's. Uh, it's another Canadian store that's that that's been gone for like thirty years now. But that 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 was my Nintendo. That was my TV that my parents let me put in my bedroom, and I had my Nintendo in there. <laughs> I used to find. Uh, I used to watch Married with Children. I wasn't allowed to, but it's like Sunday nights, I would I would shut my door and put on Married with Children. I would laugh my. I was like ten, laughing my ass off at Married with Children. Wait, and then I think they found out that I was watching, and they let me watch it with them, and they'd be like, "Go." You can't watch that. And then Se- that's how I found Seinfeld, too. I got Seinfeld, like, very early on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, oh, yeah. I, I was not allowed to watch those, but I did. And, uh, and and now here we are talking Star Wars, so. Boom. Get them when they're young. Uh, what's what's their topic? That I don't really know. So Mando Season 3, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, there's something floating around. I haven't actually – I've seen, like, a, a snippet of it mm-hmm. where – I think it's Hugh McGregor talking to to uh, Pedro Pascal, and he 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 says Pedro Pascal does announce that they haven't started season three of The Mandalorian yet, and I'm very curious what season three of The Mandalorian is. Is this on the rundown? I might be making this up. I don't know. I'm curious mm. what season three of The Mandalorian is going to be because of how final most of season two felt in a lot of... Now, there's a lot of unanswered questions. I'm not saying that, but it, yeah. you know, but the baby Yoda aspect of it uh, specifically, yeah. the Grogu, if you will, uh, specifically, it feels very it feels very fine. I mean, you know, there's the argument that he's coming back and yeah. I was like, if you don't think he's coming back, you're stupid, but that's fine, but it still feels final. Like, if you, you know, if they were like, well, we're not doing any more, you, I think you would kind of be okay with him getting killed at his temple later on. But, um, so season three hasn't started yet. Book of Boba Fett's well, I think it's wrapped. And then the Cassian Andor show is like in the groove. They're shooting that right now. There's I don't know if you've seen all the casting leaks and rumors that have popped out, but some deceased characters from Rogue One are returning to the world. So it all oh. is that in the news probably, but it all is making um, – it makes a lot of sense to me, and I'm getting very excited for because I see Marvel stuff always coming now. It's like Marvel, Marvel, yeah, yeah. Mark Ruffalo's with She-Hulk, and I was like, "What? This is cool!" <laughs> but like now, it's like Star Wars is slowly but surely coming, and it seems like Andor, Boba Fett, uh, and, and Obi Wan are going to be like this. Are going to be are going to be like the WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Loki one three one two three punch that that Marvel had. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it would be kind of neat, like, if, like, this year was all Marvel stuff, and then next year is a whole bunch of Star Wars stuff. You know what I mean? So, um, what was I going to say? What was I going to say? Shoot, 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 shoot. Uh... Oh, oh, in regards to Mandalorian, I saw an article where it's like, 
this could be the new threat. And it was just, and I was like, oh, so I looked and it's like, of course, it's like some like game. Yeah. Hours game I've never heard of is like, this is crime syndicate. I'm like, I saw that article too. Sure. That's just like, <laughs> I, you know, the, what they I think that article, what it's looking at is, is the dark troopers and taking on basically what I think what they're doing. And it's very smart on their point is it's clearly clickbait but it's also like retroactive clickbait six seven a year from now right where they where well we did that article and we told you it was good like if it pans out because what what they're doing is they're taking yeah, yeah. Uh, an un uh, like a very lesser less known uh, yeah. aspect of star wars that dave filoni would probably pull from you know, like someone like that, Favreau Filoni would pull from yeah, something yeah. like that. The story group, somebody would pull from it. I, that's what the, I think that's all it is. It's clickbait and then it's in six oh, months and sure. you're like, look what we did. And if it doesn't pan out, they just, you just kind of let that article. Yeah. Van- because people but, still click uh, on it. But going back to what you were saying about the finite uh, end of that story of of Mandalorian season two, like I don't agree, but that's because I'm so shaped that like, uh, nobody's ever really dead in any of these things anymore or gone for anything uh, because everyone loves us like, oh, he's back. But like, it would be a baller move if they just like, that is the end of Grogu. Maybe in like 20 years, he'll pop up in something as an adult or something mm-hmm. like that. That'd be cool. And it makes me think of like, it would be cool if Grogu was like the wild kid from Road Warrior where oh it turns out the very yes. end, he's been narrating the whole thing. <laughs> no, I'm. With, I don't think he's uh, gone either necessarily. I just think yeah. the way it goes, though, is it it very well could be done. Is what I'm saying. But like, like it, it would it would be so good. Like the mystique that is has always been the Yoda character, where he's like, okay, here's a little bit. Like here's a little bit more information on it, but you're not gonna get all of it, and that's it. And I'm like, that'd be sweet. That'd be yeah. awesome. Because it's like you kind of create demand on this character. And you don't want to, you don't want to overdo it because it's like, mm-hmm. do we still talk about baby Groot? Nah. <laughs> do we talk about Groot at all? <laughs> no, I think teenage Groot was off-putting. <laughs> yeah. No one needed to see and, like, teenage Groot. I mean, it might change when we get Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy three, but like that character completely falls off. Like, is he in Endgame? I believe so. Like the last big thing with Groot is like this the part in Infinity War where like he's like I am Groot he's like I am Steve Rogers and I feel like that's the end of it. Oh that was a great moment. I forgot about that. That's actually a really good moment. That's a, yeah exactly but like um and, so like I, he could sure come back but you know see, what I mean like you know my my I love baby yoga I love Grogu I, I would love him if he comes back but I still feel like you let him go and even if he's not even in season three I'm like if he comes back in four, fine. Yeah. I mean, I don't look and, and and obviously I don't know what season three would even be about. So if season three yeah. is about Grogu completely, then obviously you can't. But the way season two ended, Grogu's arc went this way, Mando's went that way. We're following the show's called The Mandalorian. We're following that one, and all we need to know is that this child that he's been protecting for two years, trying to find where he belongs for two years is now where he belongs. And that's all we need to know. So his story in that show, in that series is over dot, dot, dot for now. 
Because yeah. we've got to go follow Mando, who's still he's on the same journey as Grogu, but he's doing it himself, yeah. and now he's found his people, yeah. and now he is potentially the leader of his people, and you know he probably does not want that burden. Yeah, like it's just like the black sa- black saber, dark saber, black saber, dark. One of them is mentioned in Rogue One, and it's not. <laughs> and I always confuse them, and that movie messed me up. But, Dark uh, Saber, like that Dark Saber, that could carry. That could be the storyline for two seasons, easy. That alone, easy, easy. Like really, like it's because the way they do their stuff, it's always like it's a slow burn to things or whatever. Like they could make that, and then or because like with the Dark Saber. You, you just rope in this whole idea of Mandalorians. Like, that is two seasons, no problem. And then on top of it, we have this Mandoverse with Book of Boba Fett and Ahsoka. So it's like, in between that, you intermingle those mm-hmm. things together. I, I That's what they say. Like, they're all going to kind of connect in some way. It, I don't know if it'll be like a crossover sort of thing with like the Arrowverse, you know, where they do like a an event episode once a season. I don't you think know? so. so I, like, I think it's going to be separate, but they take place in the same period. Mm, in time. Okay, I think that, I, I don't know. Again, I don't know, but that's, I have this feeling mm. like we've got the crossovers, but I don't mm. know. I mean, mm. maybe, maybe it all ends with them fighting Thrawn. <laughs> yeah. There, oh, yeah. There is a rumor that Mando season three is a time jump. Ooh. Now, this could be interesting, intriguing. If there is a time jump, think about this. What if the time jump is long enough where we're now in pre-sequel trilogy era, just before Force Awakens, and Mando goes to rescue Grogu, who is at Luke's Academy, which is about to be destroyed by... um, I know the yeah, comic says yeah. it's not Kylo, but we're for argument's sake, we'll just say Kylo. Like, but what? Like, what if there's like that moment? Like, how nuts would that? I don't think it's gonna happen, but how nuts would that be if that's where the story is taking us? I think it's like you maybe don't make it the main focus. No, definitely not. Like, it's one of his side side projects. Where yes, <laughs> like yeah, like it's just maybe. The sixth and seventh episode of the last season is just like this is what it looks like from this angle. You're like, whoa! So like, that'd be genius. Like, because it's like Mandalorian's five or six years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it's like five and ten years or whatever. So like ten years. I was like, I get. I don't know. like. I, I I'm all for like not giving us any information on what Yoda's and Grogu species is are explaining absolutely like this if he's been around for 50 years why can't he talk why does he seem like a baby uh like uh there, yeah man it's there's so much to be done uh but yeah like it oh man like it it's crazy to think that like yeah we could speculate on anything and we just, just criticized a website for speculating on whatever but like after season two of Mandalorian, it's like anything's possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anything no, possible. I see we criticized the website, but I think it was a brilliant move on their part. And all the one thing that website did though, I think that we both have to acknowledge is that it was 
as much as it is clickbait and all that stuff, it was fun though. It's like it's a fun clickbait. It's not. Yeah, yeah. It's not bashing Brie Larson or KK. That's Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, for fun. sure. Like it was like, hey, here's who could be the villain. Well, probably not, but cool. Good on you for for digging that deep and you know yeah. having fun talking Star Wars um, without needing it. So. I think that's something that we but after take away. a season where like you put Boca Tan in live action, you put Ahsoka in live action, and you put brought Luke back and Dark Troopers, which are more exciting than and Luke dark, and Dark Troopers. Yes, and then a brief hint of like, oh, here's something about Snoke, and you're like, Whoa. yeah, they did so much, unex- and they did so much unexpectedly because the first season doesn't yeah. doesn't. I mean, the first yep. season kind of teases Boba Fett. I'll argue like a little. Oh yeah, bit. Boba Fett. What are we yeah, and Fennec Shand came back. The, the first season does whatever, and then the second season, it was yeah. kind of like okay, like the first season. I feel like that was Favreau show. Like he's like, this is my show. This is what I'm doing. And then the second season was Favreau being like, this is our sandbox. Let's have fun. And he blew the doors open, and you know yeah. he let the kids play. And it's it's funny they just did Marvel, Marvel camp Avengers campus at uh, Disney. Oh, I know. And Favreau, of course, is there. And I'm like, this freaking guy, man. Like, he just, he, I think Favreau, though, he, he, I don't think he's similar. I don't know if he's much like George Lucas in a lot of ways, but he's, he's a, he's a, he love, he's passionate and he loves the properties that he, every movie he's done, swingers to, to Iron Man or Jungle Book or like, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like everything he's done, it's, he's just loved every aspect of it and he seems like he is very in tune with the world surrounding what he's doing like zathra and elf like elf we didn't know the thing with elf for me that is the most brilliant thing of all and i remember watching in the theater being like son of a gun is when they're in the north pole the interiors are all black and white like rudolph it was like it wasn't just they look like Rudolph. It was like they were black and white interiors, like Rudolph. Yeah. I was like, you like it's like those. He's like the little fine details mm-hmm. that you don't think of. He like that. That's what it's all about. It's like, and it's and it's the respect and appreciation he has for these properties that he's working. And Elf obviously isn't in the Rudolph. I mean, maybe it is now, but it's not part of the Rudolph. But it, you know, he was paying homage to that, which yeah. is why I really thought he should have got Mickey Rooney to play Santa Claus. But whatever, um, but like, it it just he just has that appreciation for everything, and and he's at Marvel Avenger whatever it's called campus there with animatronic Spider Man and Groot. I, Disney's gone nuts, man. Like, have you seen these things? Yeah. These robots that yeah. they have that you like. I think Terminator's happening. I think it's happening sooner than later, and I'm not sure if we're in like original Terminator timeline or if we're in Terminator Dark Fate timeline. But it's happening. Terminator's <laughs> happening for real. Not Genesis. No, Brock. That's ridiculous. <laughs> not Genesis. No. <laughs> Genesis. Uh, um. Yeah, like it's true. It's it's. Yeah, talking about those parks, and then. What Disney Plus is putting out, you're like, anything is possible. So it's like, yeah, why not? Something from a video game, put it in there. Like, I'm sure anyone would be, most people would be on board, like uh, uh, Cal Kestis, mm-hmm. sort of something. But it's just like, there's so many things they can do. Like, it's it's wild. Um, I, but yeah, um, I'm it just. Uh, 
I still have one issue that What's I'm that? really curious about. And I don't think this year with the Marvel movies is a fair test, but I, I just when you offer me all of these shows, am I going to I am, but I'm, are average people going to go see Rogue Squadron in the theater? What is going to be so <laughs> much better? Yeah. So much, not better, so much more appealing about Rogue Squadron that you want to yeah. see in the theater. Now, that being said, box office numbers are going up. People want to get out. They want yeah. to go to the movies. But Rogue Squadron is not coming out this year. That's why I don't think this year's a fair test. Because I think the Marvel no. movies, people will be like, I think, I think Eternals now, yeah. Shang-Chi, I think these movies... Maybe even Black Widow. I think these movies now, and Black Widow might actually hit at the perfect time, but they, they're they now, they might not have been, but I think like they're going to be more, they're not going to make as much because of the, the climate, but they're going to be more event films than they than they would have been before. They like One of them might have done Ant-Man numbers. Now that one, now it might do, you know, Iron Man 3 numbers it, because of, well, not to scale. Let's scale it to scale. It won't actually be that, but you know what I mean? Like, they're going to, I think some of them are going to do better than they would have pre-COVID, pre-pandemic, because people want to get out there, and now they're like, this is an event. Let's see what this is all about. Yeah. It's it's true. It's like, isn't Quiet Place 2 doing, like, huge gangbusters? Because it's just like, it's a huge, like, one, people like that show, or show, <laughs> movie, but it's just, it's amazing. It got canceled. It's like, oh, that sucks. It's like, it was such a success. Now it's like, it. I, I'm curious. Like it's, it's probably it'll probably do better now because it's it's released right, yeah. When movies are, are opening again in the states, so it's like, yeah, you're right. Like the people want to go out this this winter. Will, this fall winter at theaters will be very very interesting. But yeah, I think it still should be if the last year of films and box office are going to have an asterisk, you know. I feel like until cases completely go down and this is more under control, I'm not just talking vaccine, getting everyone vaccinated, just and herd immunity. It's just like I feel like it won't be till 2022 where you can truly take that yeah. asterisk off of anything. You know, yeah, like, like Fast and Furious just made you're making or, mm-hmm. Fast and Furious made 200 million dollars in China. Fast Nine apparently, and it beat Godzilla and King Kong. Uh, by and that Wait, made, Fast Nine is out in China. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So if you want really? that bootleg, get it now. But Godzilla and King Kong made 188 million. So yeah. those are like and God's like Godzilla. I don't know how it is in China. They made a lot, but it made a lot. It was the biggest movie in North America until Quiet Place. We say North America, but really it's the states because Canada's open. But um, <laughs> until Quiet Place Two took it over, and Godzilla is even more impressive because that movie also went straight to HBO Max. So like, people were like, yeah. "I go watch an HBO Max," but I really want to get out of the house. Yep. Let's go watch it. Um, I've just my I dad is not my dad is not an outdoors outdoorsman he doesn't go camping he's not a handyman he doesn't tinker with his car he's he's always worked in an office he's a business guy he's a talker right he likes meeting on people he's on a two-week fishing trip up north right now that's the greatest <laughs> and i'm like ever. you're doing what <laughs> but like this is what it's so true what you mean what you just said it's just like people will do anything <laughs> like i think because like I think our friend Daryl's dad's fishing right now as well, and like I, I've 
heard so many people talking about hunting and fishing. It was like, is this the new banana bread? <laughs> like yeah, where seriously. everyone's making bread. I kind of wish they were beginning. I wish they were doing this last year when they didn't buy all my damn yeast and flour. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's true. Like I, I honestly cannot wait to go to a theater. I hope it's by the end of the summer. Well, that'd be fantastic. I'm coming I, down. Uh, we're watching French Dispatch in October. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a twofer. We're mm-hmm. going to watch Edgar White's, Wright's movie first. And then French, you're going to buy one ticket. I'm going to buy the other. And we're just going to, we're going to sneak in. Cause that's going to be a thing. We'll go to the drive-in. I'll bring my truck. We'll sit on lawn chairs in the back, and we'll share a Slurpee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just a matter of time. Like, it's it's exciting. It's true, though. Like, Marvel – maybe it's just business mantras where, like, Marvel's all about point, putting out stuff fast, like, or, like, yeah. showing you stuff as it's going along – Star Wars is kind of hush hush. Even with Mandalorian, it was like it wasn't a ton of stuff. You know what I mean? Well, they did that at Celebration where they didn't show everybody the clip, and you could tell Favreau just wanted to show everybody everything because yeah. he's very excited about what he, what he does, which I I really get. Like when you do something and you're proud of it, you don't want to you want you want to just bring it out there, right? And I think he was yeah. like that with the Mandalorian season one, especially. I think, but like Andor has been shooting for a while, and I feel like we've seen almost nothing. Yeah, everyone's right. when I'll see like people are like, look at this behind the scenes, yeah. and you're like, that's a tent. Um, and there's there's nothing wrong with that. Like I kind of like it. Just like oh, I love the it. same part of the same company, but they do things a little differently. I like they. So yeah, it's interesting. Um, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good with not seeing um, anything. We're not going to talk about the Bad Batch today because <laughs> one, you haven't watched the new episode. And I watched it, but I was half asleep. On I love scene, Moochie. So I'm a big Moochie fan. I hope he. I well, hope like, he lives your long. Thoughts on last episode? Now, like it's it. Isn't it crazy? They're just like they did Jabba without actually doing Jabba, and it's like yeah, oh, they didn't even show him, but they did him. I I really uh, I liked it. I loved Moochie. Yeah. I like I like I liked I like I liked it. Um. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it, it, I text you because it felt like an episode of The Mandalorian where they're like, yeah, I'll help you, but first you have to help me. And I'm like, oh, yeah. we're doing this one. All right. Where are they going to fly to at I'll the end of this episode? all the answers you need. <laughs> yeah. Just do that. I was like, okay, we're doing this again. All right. Cool. Um, I liked yeah. it. I mean, it was nothing. No. Um, it was It was good, though. I did. I did like it. I still... I still feel like if this show was live action, it would be up there for sure as people's favorites. And I keep saying that. And it's like it's like you can tell there's like a lot of behind the behind the curtain. These there's characters pulling stuff. I think in the new episode there's something. Or like, oh, someone else wants them now. And it's like, but we haven't really returned to Crosshair at all. Yeah, They're he's just kind of. Gone. They mentioned him in the last episode because she used his yeah. uh, something. But yeah, it, it was a good it was a good episode. It wasn't it was just an episode though. You know, they was like, this is fun. But I don't know if I need if it needs to be more than that. That's why I'm so confused with my thoughts right now. Yeah. But it was good. Um and, and the thing is it's like I don't know where the show's going. I don't know what the point of this yeah, show is. Because it's called mm-hmm. the Bad Batch, like the Mandalorian is the Mandalorian. But I was like, I get it. The, the bad, what's the per? Because it's like even in the Mandalorian, 
it was like he has this baby thing and he's trying to figure out what to do with it. Whereas this show, I'm like, I'm not sure what their purpose is. And I'm, that's good. Yeah. I guess, you know, I'll find out. Um, but I did like it. What did you think? Yeah, I was about the same where it's like, this was fun. But it's just like, where are we going? Like, we haven't seen Imperials for a while, I think. Uh, you know, yeah, there's no return to Crosshair. They're, they really are seem to be pushing this idea that, like, Crusher has, like, hit the chip in his head. And now he's having, like, these migraines and it's getting No, totally that wasn't that episode. Was that that episode? I mean, they build it. I can't remember. Yeah. But I feel like it's building more and more to that. But nothing really happening that I can remember. But, uh, yeah, it, you're right. It's it's right on. It's like, I feel like they're, this will make sense, but we won't get it till we're near the end. You're like, oh, right. Or maybe, maybe Moochie uh, saves everything. You know what? You know what? I'm kind of, I know it, the thing is, I don't think they're going to do this, but what I'm kind of rooting for right now and call me evil, if you will, is that. We're slowly watching the Bad Batch, who who avoided the chip, slowly be consumed by the chip. And then at the end of the series, they're all just going to be regular clones with the chip. <laughs> killing. And like that's and you're going to be like, oh, and like you'll see them, but it's not them anymore. They're lost in like this, uh, this yeah, chip. Yeah. That's where I'm hoping it's going. Um, I know yeah. that's not that's very uh, pessimistic, but uh, I don't care. And then Omega's like, no, and that's how yeah, it is. I hope Omega's Vader. <laughs> you know, you don't know who's under that mask. But like talking about '90s sitcom, that's Rhea Perlman as uh, Sid, the the person yeah. they go to the alien. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like Carla from Cheers. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Carla. Cliff and Cliff is in Empire Strikes Back, so really, like, the ent- I can't. Uh, she's a Trandoshan, right? Like it's hard to yeah, tell sometimes. I think, so. <laughs> I think so. Do you think we'll see Frog Lady's species in, in or is this, she's too, oh, man, uh, or is she too, um, um, what's it called? Not extinct, uh, rare, endangered. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Like, just do it. Yeah. Because that's something, too, like, Frog Lady shows up, be like, well, this is a new alien. Uh, you know, it'd be nice yeah. to see. If you're going if yeah. you're gonna bring in new aliens, which is always fun, just pepper them, like, sprinkle them in there once in a while yeah. um, to show us. Uh, uh, but I, I enjoyed this. So I'm looking yeah. forward to, to last, to this week's episode. That Here's the thing. It's been very nice out. I don't watch this every week. but the, I don't really watch things in the summertime. I don't watch TV in the summertime. I am outside in the summertime. I'll watch it at night on the projector, but I'm not watching, but I don't watch. I watch, you know, I, I, I'm not a movie guy in the summer. That also being said, I have watched this <laughs> other movies for like the hundredth time again. My turn on, but uh, I just don't, I don't know. I like to, it's nice. Out. I don't want to go outside, go for a walk, mm-hmm. have a few laughs. Come to the coast, have a few laughs. That's how I feel. That's how I am in the summer. I'm not a big TV guy in the summer. I still haven't seen the Falcon and Winter Soldier show. I probably won't be watching the Loki show because it's the summertime. I'll catch you in the fall when it starts to get cold and miserable out. Or on like a rainy day when it pours rain tomorrow or whatever. I'll probably sit down and watch it. But You can watch it on a plane. Oh, wait. <laughs> um, I thought about watching it. At one point, but like honestly, like maybe if one night I might put it on the outside and watch it outside or 
I almost I almost did bring a T. I almost brought a TV outside and watched it outside. But I just I just I just brought I just I don't know when it's nice out. I'm like I'd rather be doing I'd rather be outside just having a good time. Yeah, absolutely. We were stuck inside for however long. Yeah, so. exactly. You know, I go I go outside with a dog, throw a ball around. My dog would not go for a walk with me today. It was 40 degrees out. And she, we got to the end of the driveway and she goes, hey, take me back home. Yeah, yeah. So I did. And then I went on my own. I went for a walk on my own. And my neighbor drives by. He's like, well, not really my neighbor. Someone on my street drives by. He goes, he goes yeah, you're missing your dog. And somebody else is like, did you lose your dog? I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Everyone on my street loves my, my dog. They literally mm-hmm. will leave their house to come and pet her. Or they will, when they're driving, they will stop the car and either get out of the car or roll down the window to pet her. And I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to walk here. And I have like my time on my watch. So I have to like pause it while they talk to me. And I'm like, okay, let's, mm. we're just, and I'm just joking. It's, it's nice. She loves, she loves the attention. She's a big attention hog. <laughs> and, uh, but she wasn't there. So I was just, and I was sweating. I was just like, this is so bad. But I loved it. Never tell me the odds, James. <laughs> The possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Never tell me the odds. <laughs> All right, I won't. Okay. Never tell me the odds brought to us by our Patreons. If you would like to support us, why don't you head on down to patreon.com slash podcast and help us out because... We're the 227 podcast. We're the 227. Um, uh, so, yeah. You can head over there and support us. We would greatly appreciate it. And once you do, you can become one of the lauded few that we call our Patreons. And they are Heidi Fetter, executive producer, Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Randy Kenobi, Mary Kristen Aton, Jeff Wilson, Phil Staniforth, Sooner Thron, Scott D., Josh Price, Matt W. Sorry, my phone was charging. I lost it. Rez! <laughs> Rez! Thank <laughs> Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, D. Raven Spencer, Cosmic Girl Zero Two, Gleek Play One, Disney Desi, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, Aaron Quinton, Den and Nerds, and the girls with Cybers. <laughs> Thank you. You people are wonderful. They're fantastic people. Some of the best people I've ever not met. Uh, it would be <laughs> nice to meet them at celebration, but not next year, unfortunately. Yeah. But we're going to cover the crap out of Celebration. It's, we'll basically be right. there without being there. Happy Memorial Day yeah. to you. <laughs> uh, first on, will Camino appear in the Book of Boba Fett? Will Camino appear in the Book of Boba Fett? This is a great odd. I'm glad I thought of it. <laughs> um... I think so. I feel like Book of Boba Fett's going to have some kind of origin stuff that we haven't seen yet. So I don't know if it'll be just in a flashback or something. Or maybe um, he goes there. Because it's like we are seeing a lot of Camino in Bad Batch. So it was like, what would it be? It was like, does whatever happens in Bad Batch like affect the Caminoans? And like, are they mm. no longer able to do anything so is it like uh like all their their factories are just like sitting empty and all that jazz so like that'd be kind of cool to see that 
I'm really loving the amount of uh, of Camino and Bad Batch. I think we talked about it like right before Bad Batch started. I was like, I wish we can go back to Camino. Um, I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe we didn't. I made that up. But I really no, I didn't give it off. Uh, I'm gonna go seventy-five percent. Seventy-five percent. Yeah, sorry I, about that. I would. That's okay. These, these odds don't mean anything. <laughs> Like, one day we have to like so we have to get an intern to catalog all of the odds we've done over the last <laughs> five years. <laughs> hey intern, catalog it. Uh, I'm gonna go sixty three percent. I would love it. I I honestly I'm going high, but I don't think it's gonna happen. I just it's just one of those things where you feel like they'll stay away from. But at the same time, I mean, who knows what the show shows about? He's obviously taking over for Jabba. At some point, whether that's how the show starts or not, I don't know. But it would be nice if he if he does know Django though. So, but maybe there's some questions he needs answers on Camino. So I'm going to go sixty three percent. And our next thought, another great one that I, I thought of today. Um, <laughs> the odds of a, a second season for the Badge Batch will be there be Bad Batch season two. I kind of want there to be because I just enjoy these cartoons. I just like them, like. But they're fully capable of making a whole new idea. Um, I don't know though. Did they say this is just an like an exclusive? Yeah, I think we talked about it last week. I don't think they have though. I don't know. So I'm gonna go full Brock on this one because anything can happen. I got see the. I really like what they're doing, and I like that Moochie is Jabba's rancor, and I like that they tease these things. I know people are like, oh, I wish it wasn't always so connected. But the problem is, for me, and I've said this so many times, is I get it, but also when it stops connecting to things, when you ignore the tissue, mm-hmm. what what makes it Star Wars, aside from the title? Yeah. And Star Wars is this universe. You can add to it, but when you add to it, you always have to remember. And I think one of the things with the sequel trilogy that drives me nuts is like, where are the freaking aliens that I grew up with? You you sprinkle in, you you can make the new stuff your main characters all you want, but the old stuff, ha- the familiarity has to be there. And I just love the way they connect to these things. And it really right now, Force Awakens had Akbar, um, obviously, and and you know, not to take away from that, but I'm just saying like. If these things are all in the same universe, they should feel like the same universe and things should connect. And we know we know the players. And if one player we know can do a job that this story needs it to do, use the player we know. We put Saw Gerrera in. They've been using Saw Gerrera beautifully. Rogue One did that perfectly. Yeah. Um, and that, that to me, that's – it doesn't have to be a main – I'm not saying make Han Solo everything, but I, I think, you know, you, you should you should uh, tie it in like that. So I'm going to go for Brock as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, and i'm changing the odds I mean, for you hmm? i mean like uh after like covid hit like there was always lots of talk that was like oh we're gonna see a lot of animation because that's <laughs> that's something that's easier probably to produce because i mean it takes a little bit longer but it's like you don't need people on set because it's all animated and people can record at home now so their voices and all that jazz so it's like it would be kind of silly not to go but who knows i don't know <laughs> yeah i so. i don't know i i love the cartoons too and i just mm-hmm. more content that's all but yeah, yeah, when yeah. you have more content i i want quality though 
um, an I want. So, but quality over quantity. So if it means just you know these amount of shows that we're getting, mm-hmm. I'm okay with that as well. Yeah. Right, our final ad uh, is different from on your list. This is from Heidi Fetter, executive producer. Heidi Fetter sent this one in. Uh, she has a never tell me the odds. What are the odds Thanks. of Vader appearing in the Bad Batch? Will Darth Vader appear on the Bad Batch? I think she's. I think she sent this before this week's episode that just dropped. So I'm glad Vader didn't appear this week. Mm. Otherwise, this would be embarrassing. <laughs> Uh, no, because it's just like, outside of just seeing him for a second, like the show is about the Bad Batch and regardless of how good they are, what they do, it's like, they're no, they, you keep, they, they can't stand up against Vader, (laughs) you know? So, but that's the thing. Does the show end with them not standing up to to Vader? Hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, do, yeah, just anything is possible. I'm gonna still go thirty percent. I'm gonna go full Brock. Oh, only because I agree with what you're saying. But Vader is Vader, and there's no one scarier than Vader, and there's no one, you know, that that is associated with Star Wars as much as Vader. And if you mm-hmm. throw Vader, I don't know if he'll talk or not. But if you throw Vader yeah. in there. The stakes rise. The game changes. And, uh, I mean, we saw it on Rebels. It was phenomenal. I, so I don't think they're going to because they don't want to overuse Vader. And if he has no place in the story, he has no place in the story. But at the same time, they might there might be a place for him in the story. And it might be he's the one that has to get these guys, these clones in line with what they need. Um, you'd think he'd be too busy trying to kill the Jedi, but whatever. He also yeah. has to get these these clones. So we'll see. I'm I'm very um, intrigued by what's going on. I'm also intrigued with Omega. I gotta say, like, will Omega be connected to? Like, was Omega's the the, the Empire's first grasp before they got their hand before they got their hands on Grogu, yeah. you know, or something like that too? So I don't know. I'm 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 really excited for it. Wait, Star Wars. Uh, those are our odds. Let us know what your odds are in the comments down below. And are you ready for the news? Let's do it. Holla news. Holla news. Holla news. And my microphone is off. Holla news. The news you need to know right now. A judge could not resist taking jabs at the two latest Star Wars films during a ruling while presiding over the case between ConAgra Foods Incorporated and Wesson Oil. Ninth Circuit Court Judge Kenneth K. Lee referred to The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker as mediocre and schlocky. Uh, the case involved whether or not Wesson's oil's former owner, ConAgra, was responsible for placing a 100% natural label on bottles of Wesson Oil, a reportedly false claim according to WBNS. Uh, the judge said, simply put, Richardson, the new owner of Wesson Oil, can resume using the 100% natural label at any time it wishes, thereby depriving the class of any value theoretically afforded by the injunction. Conagra thus essentially agreed to not do something over which it lacks the power to do. That is like George Lucas promising no more mediocre and schlocky 
Star Wars sequels shortly after selling the franchise to Disney. Such a promise would be illusory. <laughs> so slams in law court about the sequels. Uh, and talking about characters that could come back, Kira has made a return in comic book form. Although we have yet to get confirmation about a sequel or spinoff for Haunt the Solo film, it hasn't stopped fans from hoping to see it to take on the Star Wars mythos, carry on other media. And just this week, fans got a pretty unexpected extension of that when Solo's Kira, played by Amelia Clark, made an appearance in Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters number one. The reveal that Kira is still alive during the events of the comics, which occurred during the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, was definitely a pleasant surprise to readers. Uh, even Amelia Clark herself, not <laughs> I guess she didn't know, so... She, while speaking with the actress about her upcoming Image Comics miniseries, MOM Mother of Madness, which publishes its first issue next month, Comic.com asked her about Kira's surprise return in War of the Bounty Hunters. She says, It means so much. It means the absolute world. I know her backstory. I know her history. Maybe the movie didn't get to go there, but that was such an honor and a privilege to be part of the universe as an actor. So then to see the character actually be taken on to the or, origin of it all, bringing it on home, the family in that way, cemented it in a way. <laughs> Oops. I, I was not expecting to feel as moved as was by that. Uh, for those of you that haven't read War of the Bounty Hunters number one, it was revealed that Kira is still directly tied to the Karen Syndicate, Crimson Dawn, which she develops in alliance with across the events of Solo. More than a decade after the events of the film, it's clear that she's still a pivotal player in the organization and also that she still has a connection to Han Solo, who she grew up alongside on the streets of Karelia. So yeah, there you go. If you uh, wanna find out more, why don't you go get that copy right now? Cause it just came out and boom, this has been your hollow news. I read that judge story earlier this week too. <laughs> um, all right. Is it time? It's Top time. Five. Top five. Top five characters who appeared in Rogue One that we would like to see appear in Andor. Mm. Really hard. Really hard. <laughs> um, I'm going to spoil this for you, James. The more rebellion characters we can get that we've seen in the background of that movie is like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a story. K2SO, not on my list. Oh, yeah, well. I feel like he's a given and I don't care. Okay, I do not care because my number five is Tivik. Who's Tivik, you ask? The guy that he shoots in the back at the beginning of the movie. Shabam! You're dead. How does he know Tivik? I don't know. Maybe he's an informant. We're going to find out on the Casting Andor show. Tivik's back, baby. Boom. Uh, I'm going to put uh, Bistin, Space Monkey, because it was just like we were so excited about him in that trailer and nothing hardly happens with him in the movie. Is- so he's just like, let's see more. Yeah, uh, if Biston's not on the show, this show's a failure. You hear me, KK? And Biston will be played by Brie Larson. My number four. I didn't have to look at my list for this one. My number four. Check it out. Blue Lee Der F. Anton Merrick. Bam. Blue Leader. Got to be in it. Absolutely. Also known as Blue One. Has to be in it. If he is not in it, again, big failure. That's mine too. <laughs> there you go. My number three doesn't even make sense. Doesn't have to. Two tubes. Two tubes needs to be in everything <laughs> that you've done since. He hasn't appeared since Solo, even though it was just tubes, his brother or whatever. We need it. And he also, his brother's name is what? Ethrol or something? We need yeah. Edrin 
two tubes in Andor. Doesn't make sense because he's with Saw's cronies, but I don't care. Star Wars doesn't make sense. Lightsabers are, I guess they're real now, but they weren't for a while. Two tubes. I'm going to throw in a main cast character. I think I'm going to go with um, Bodhi Rook. Doesn't make sense either. I love it. Doesn't it really doesn't make sense because he's kind of like the he's like a big part of the plot in the other one. Like it's so like is it just it'd be kind of cool to like that's your in on the Empire because maybe we'll see stuff from the Empire point of view as well. I don't know. So and Riz Ahmed's like, yo, I'm nominated for an, I'm an Oscar nominated yeah, actor. Exactly. I have no time for but a Brody Rook prequel about kind of how he kind of sees how things are happening. That I would watch a limited series on that. My number two, you said him earlier, Biston. <laughs> he's a space monkey. He's Biston. He goes, ah, and he died, yeah. like you said. There's more to explore with Biston. I want to see it cast in the end or change the name to Biston. <laughs> My number two is going to be Bail Organic because, like, eh, we always mention him. So <laughs> I don't have Bail in mind. You know, I'm a huge Bail Organic fan as well. Oh, yeah. Should be he has to be in it. Him and K two so they're they're not gonna be it, but they're guaranteed well he's not gonna be it, but he's guaranteed. My number one is the greatest character to be on that that kinda doesn't do anything and you wish he was in more. His name is Pow. Yep, yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> yeah, giant <laughs> mouth pow. He has yeah. to be number one. He has to be in the show. He uh really cool looking. I was very I'm I have the Biston Funko Pop. I'm very disappointed that there was no POW Funko Pop. Very little mm. POW anything, no figures or anything. Very disappointed. He's in the movie more than Biston. Um, so I want to see and learn more about I don't care about learning more about POW. I just want to see more POW. <laughs> My number one is gonna be Sagarera, cause like we put him in everything else. <laughs> Forget who I am. Yeah. Win yeah. the war. And maybe it's like he's not quite crazy just yet. So maybe he doesn't have crazy hair just yet. So like we don't I don't know, know how far I, we don't know how far before. Maybe Yeah, maybe, we don't. Maybe Andrew meets him on Geonosis. I I just really like the that we're, we're gonna see like early rebellion and then his like what what is his group called? They're like Um Well what are they're they? like there's a, it's not like their name per se, but they're like extremists, right? Like it's so like I like that idea. It's to have all these like groups of partisans, thoughts. which is Partisan, actually a tier yeah. of our Patreon. Oh, nice! Have done that. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to Andor because I don't know what to expect. So it's like. So yeah, that has been top five. Um, that was a great top five. Top five terrible Star Wars movies, according to that judge. The Last Jedi <laughs> and the Rise of Skywalker. They, there's such a weird comment to me. Like he was holding a grudge. Like he just watched them the weekend before. He's like, oh, those sucked. <laughs> My son made me watch them yeah. for the upteenth time. And I very much enjoyed The Force Awakens, but right after that, I was like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. these yeah, went yeah, yeah. downhill fast. <laughs> and there's word that Boyega's down for, for coming back as Finn or something like that, if people mm-hmm. come back. and I don't know. I think um, 
Star Wars is Star Wars is in a weird spot. We'll end it on this, I guess. But Star Wars is in a weird spot where they were. Let's go. Let's let's go forward in time, which made complete sense. I loved it. And then they and then now they're like, nah, we're gonna go back to just after the original trilogy. And then and then and then when that was hit, they're like, well, we'll also go back to like the middle of the prequels or like the the middle of the end of the prequels. And you're like, what the hell is going on here? It's it's a it's in a weird spot right now where it's not like Marvel where they can just do whatever where they can go around and do stuff. It's 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 like it's it's a different beast, and I'm intrigued by what's to come. Hmm. Yeah, like it's the the future is bright. It's just like, <laughs> we say that a lot. It's uh, yeah, it's just a matter, it's just a matter of waiting game at this point, right? Because like mm-hmm. we're six months away from Book of Boba Fett. Six months went fast. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah. Uh, Brock, check the board. Kathleen Kennedy was just fired. Bam, fired. bam. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, there you go. Kathleen Kennedy fired. All right, episode 220 of the Rebel Scum podcast. Ooh. He's Brock. I'm James. Anything else you want to say today, Brock? Uh, no. Uh, no, not really. Uh, watch Bad Batch. I can't wait. I'm going to watch it. You know what? I'm going to watch it. Not tonight, but I'm going to watch it for sure. All right. We'll talk to you all next week on the Rebel Scum Podcast. He's Brock. I'm James. And he was always scum. Rebel Scum. Hey, scumbags. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.